0: Know. through his holes, through his holes, I can be made whole. I can be, I can be. Yeah. I didn't know, didn't know, through his holes, through his holes, I can be made whole. I can be, I can be. Yeah. After that happened, I went back to my old life, like back to raving, just easing up, just, yeah, just living my life. My daughter's a good age now. Monday to Monday, straight rave. Ready, ready Wednesday, puppy and Tuesday. Anything that's happening now, any I beat now, because there, I've always been independent. I've always worked. I've always had my own stuff. Um, and I think that actually, because, like I said, even at school, at work, academically, I've always been okay. I've never, I've never really struggled so although my lifestyle wasn't the best I was highly functioning so I met another guy which was probably just one broken relationship going into another broken relationship and I think that that didn't help me at all because obviously my husband had money my husband had good money and going into this new relationship now this new guy knew that actually there's nothing that he could offer me. And I think I made that clear that you're not, you're not my first man. Like, I've got my daughter. You can come and go as you please because actually you ain't nothing to me. And I think that didn't help his self-esteem. Um, and obviously he couldn't feed me the love that he probably had within him because I, I'd already built up that boundary. I'd already built up that wall. I always found that as well, on top of my raving and stuff, I suppose with that sort of life, lifestyle came the stealing. I began to steal for no reason. I'm going to River Island, New Look, any kind of shop. Dorothy Perkins, Asda, and just take up things, just be bush. When I'm going rave, I'm bush out. My clothes is on point because I've stolen them all. And it wasn't like I didn't have money. I was working. I had my degree. I was working a good job. Um, but it was this fear of lack. And I suppose because my husband had uh, had money, I wanted to keep that lifestyle up. Obviously, in that lifestyle, you have people that you know that have links to credit cards and, and all sorts of fraudulent things. Um, and when I got into that as well, um, I'd go on holiday every year with my daughters. With my daughter, first that one, I had one, then I had two more daughters. Just going on holiday every year with my daughters um, and just paying minimal price, just giving a man a little change to go on some nice, big, all inclusive holidays. And I did that. Um, in August 2013, I went on holiday to Turkey with my three girls. And we normally, anytime I've been on holiday, anytime in my life, I've always gone for seven days. But this particular time I pushed. I said, I want to go for 10 days. I want to go for 10 days. I want to go for 10 days. And I went on holiday for 10 days. And on the seventh day was a Saturday. And the holiday rep came to me. The holiday rep said, oh, your credit card has bounced. We need you to give us um, 3,500 pounds cash right now. I said, well, I haven't got that. Right, give me a little chance. I'm going to call home and see what's happening. These times, my heart is beating in my chest because it's Saturday. I'm in Turkey. When am I going to get 3500 I said, tomorrow, oh, anyway, I've got my credit card. Can I just use my card? Here you are. I've got one here with me because I've got my money. It's not like I haven't got money. I've got money. He was like, no, because you used a credit card before and it bounced. We haven't got enough time to check it. You've only got three days left of your holiday. So you have to pay cash. You have to transfer it back. Transfer... I thought, okay, let me call my mom and stuff, and I'll sort that out. Now, I don't know what to do. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I call the um, my brothers and, and my mom and who's got three grand lying around? You can't even draw that out of the out of the um, cash point. You can't get that. And for them to get that to me is another assist, is another is another judgment. So now um, I'm saying, do you know what? we're going to have to run. We're going to have to escape. There's no way we can be here because they're going to lock us up. I'm in Turkey with my three children. I don't speak Turkish. If my children ever get taken into social services, I am finished right now. So I remember the kids being really, really just good. I remember um, my youngest one was in a buggy and I put one suitcase in the back of the buggy and I'd push it outside. I'd push it outside and I'd leave it outside. And I said, oh, you want to go toilet and we'd go back inside and I'd put another suitcase in there and I'd go outside go outside and put that one in the bush and we'd done that three times in the end I had to leave one of my suitcases because I said if we go back in that place one more time we're gonna get caught and we've got it's just me these three suitcases and there's three children and I get in a taxi and the taxi takes me to Dalaman airport But because it's the end of half term, so we're into um, the end of um, six week holiday for 2013 and there's no flights coming back to London, no flights coming back to London whatsoever. So I have to um, just be asking every single teller from every single airline, airlines that I never knew existed, do they have flights, do they have flights, do they have flights. We end up sleeping in Dalaman Airport, I think the first night, And then we got one flight from Dalaman to Istanbul. But Istanbul's got two airports. So then we had to go from, we had to walk from one Istanbul airport to the other. Um, And we're in this airport for hours and hours trying to get flights, trying to get flights. And I remember, I remember it vividly sitting at the table in Burger King with my three kids and saying, Dear Lord, if you are real, if you are real, dear Lord, And you get me out of this situation, I'll serve you. And it was just a passing prayer, to be honest. And then somehow my brother found me some flights. So we found some flights. We had to take about three or four flights, different countries, to get back to London. I remember coming out of Manor House train station and never being so happy to see Manor House train station in my whole entire life. And we came back and the kids went back to school and everything appeared all right. But in my heart, I was broken. I was so broken. I was so sad about the fact that I had been on this holiday and people had served me. I'd speak to the waiters and the waitresses. And they'd tell me about their families, that they'd had to leave to come to these touristy areas to come and serve people. So they could make minute money amounts of money to come and look after their family. And I just felt so broken. I felt so guilty and so shameful. I remember I was driving one day and I was crying just just crying and as I was driving because of the tears in my eyes I didn't see there was a bus in front of me and I literally swerved out the bus's way and scraped the whole of my passenger side of my car um, and just went to work and just broke down time would pass time would, and it's not even that long maybe a couple of weeks would pass um, and I said to my grandma grandma I need to serve God like I want to go to a church um i i prayed i had done a prayer and, and i really want to i want to find a church and i'd looked for churches before um and i've gone to churches before on my own will um but never really paid it on mind i think i had i, d- I don't know when the transition came for me to for me not believing in god to me believing in god um, i don't know when the transition came or what it was i suppose it may have been when i had my third child because i feel that there was so much going on at that time that actually there had to have been a God. And I started looking for a church, um, but nothing really came to it. But this particular occasion, when I came back from Turkey, I said, Grandma, I want to I wanna go to a church. And she sent me to a church um, on Black Horse Road. She sent me to the church on Black Horse Road. And when I got there, I think I got, must have been a Friday this happened. And When I got there, um, they weren't open, but the sign on the door said that they have their services on Saturday. So I phoned my grandma like, grandma, what kind of church did you send me to? I don't worship on Saturday. You don't worship on Saturday. I didn't grow up worshiping on Saturday. How am I going to worship on Saturday, grandma? Like, what's going on? She was like, yeah, I know they worship on Saturday, but. That's where your granddad was, baby. That's the only one that I know that's close to both of us that you'd be happy to go to. I like them there. They're nice people. I'm like, oh, grandma, man, Bunda. I ain't worshiping on no Saturday, man. Look for another one for me. Try and look in your think box and try and tell me another church. She's like, okay, I'll think about it. So I was driving back from this church that worships on Saturday. And I got to the junction at the intersection of Mark House Road and Leebridge Road. And I had tears in my eyes. I'm like, oh, Lord, I said I wanted to serve you, man. This is long, man. Just Just help me. And a voice said to me, Nayamka, look up. And when I looked up, there was a sign saying church open in the 1st of September. And I remember it distinctively because I remember looking at the sign and thinking, oh, it's already been open because it's past the 1st of September now. I said, okay, I'm going to go to that church on Sunday. I looked it up. I think it was a 10.30 service. And I looked it up and said, I'm going to go for 10.30. So that Sunday, I went to that church um, on Leebridge Road um, And I gave my life to Christ. And I remember, I don't remember what the pastor preached, but I remember going up to the altar and burying my knees and just sobbing. I remember just sobbing. And I remember this weight being lifted off of me. I can remember the peace that was in me that day. The peace was so, 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 so immense. I can't explain it. And it might sound really cliche, but I remember the peace that just held me Um, And I've never felt any way since then, to be honest. And that was um, September 2013. And I've been going to that church ever since. And I must say, like, that was the best day of my life. Giving my life to Christ that day was the best day of my life. I don't think people even understand how much you gain from giving your life to Christ. So if you would like to experience this peace, if you are going from relationship to relationship and not feeling satisfied, if you just feel broken, if you have a fear of lack or you're in debt, then you need to give your life to Christ. You need to bring it back to, to Christ. If you would like to know more about how to do that, then you really want to start with a simple prayer. Just a simple prayer of repentance of all your sins and asking God to come into your life. So you need to pray something simple, just like Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart and change my heart. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me and I'm grateful. And I ask that you become Lord and Savior of my life. Just a simple prayer can change your life forever. If you want to know more, then you can email me on revelation1211 at yahoo.com. That's revelation1211 at yahoo.com.